This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. I have always shied away from any type of endorsements in political races. Let's be real. What I think has no bearing on what you may think. What I feel has no bearing on what you may feel. And while I do my best to remain neutral at Ion Annapolis, I do suspect that my biases do show through from time to time, just like they do in every other publication. But I have never shied away from crystal balling an election, and this year is no different. So with minimal commentary, here's how I think it will all shake out. Mind you, this is being recorded just before 8 p.m., so the polls have not closed and will be released right at 8 p.m. For Governor Westmore, but the margin is going to be a lot closer than anyone thought. Lasher and the Libertarians will make a respectable showing. Comptroller, both candidates are very good. Brooke Learman has the machine on her side and her father's Rolodex. Barry Glassman is saddled with Dan Cox at the top of the ticket. For Attorney General Anthony Brown, by a huge margin. Michael Peruca even has the far-right voters saying, nope, nope, that guy's a wackadoodle. U.S. Senator Chris Van Hollen, handily. And I don't know too much about many of the congressional races, but here in Annapolis, John Sarbanes will win, but Euripsy Morgan will be solid in this race. You want to look for a future run for her for something or other. Other races of note, Ruppersberger, I believe, is very safe, and Nicolee Ambrose will be sent walking. And while I think Andy Harris will prevail, I'm not going to fall out of my chair if Heather Mazur takes it. That should be a very close race and one to watch. On the state Senate, for District 30, Sarah Elfrith will win that handily. Stacey McDonald seems to be one of those who was not really interested in running and was talked into it. And it was a bonus that she has a lot of money. And to be honest, Sarah really has done a very admirable job of her years in office. District 30A for delegate. I think Shanika Henson is pretty safe and really has done a great job for her constituents. Finally getting elected will help her in the future. Remember, she was appointed to fill the seat of Mike Bush. Dana Jones should have been very vulnerable, but she will likely be elected. She was also appointed to fill the seat of Alice Kane and was selected primarily for her fundraising potential and connections in D.C., and the committee that did select her was not shy about saying that when they made that selection. And for the life of me, I can't understand why Doug Rathel did not latch onto that and say, hey, the machine has placed these two candidates. You never had a say. He didn't, so I don't think he's going to do too well. County Executive... Well, for the past six months, I have woken up every other day with different feelings. I wake up one morning and, ah, Jessica Hare has it. Next morning, it's, ah, Stuart Pittman has it. When I woke up this morning, I had a feeling that County Executive Pittman will be a single-term executive and Jessica Hare will win this race by one of the slimmest margins we've seen, which probably will not be determined for a week or more. County Council, District 1, Pete Smith. He's been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and he did a hell of a job while he was there. County Council number two, Allison Pickard may be vulnerable. I understand that Noel Smith is running a very hard and good campaign, and Glenn Burney is turning a little bit from staunchly blue to a little bit of a shade of purple. Allison has been very instrumental in moving that Glenn Burney revitalization forward. I do think Allison takes it. County Council three, Nathan Bolke is running for a second term. And honestly, as we get into the questions, a third term would position him to run for county executive after Jessica Hare terms out or when Pittman terms out. He is running unopposed, but has drawn a write-in opponent. That won't go anywhere. Nathan Bolke will take council district three. County Council four, Julie Hummer, likely only for her name recognition as she was on the school board for quite some time. Now, in County Council District 5, Amanda Fiedler ought to get her second term, but I do hear that Carl Neimeyer is running a very strong campaign against her and might win. 
Not sure. That could go either way. But I think Amanda's got that one. County Council 6. This is Lisa Rodbian's race to lose, and she might. I do think that she'll keep it, but Mike Panalides has name recognition, and he has been working the election very hard. He showed Josh Cohen that he should not be underestimated. Mike could be a sleeper here. County Council 7. This district will not go blue in my lifetime. Sharon Ledbetter will take this by a lot. On the whole county council, I see it as there are three solid Republicans on the council. And if districts two or six flip, it will be a Republican-controlled council for the next four years. Will be interesting to watch. In the judges and so forth race, Scott Poyer will retain the clerk of courts. Lauren Parker will retain the register of wills. Maureen Carr-York and Nancy Phelps will stay in the orphans court. And I think that Tony McConkie will resurface there and knock out Vicki Gibson. Jim Fredericks will easily retain sheriff. Let's move on to the questions. State question number two will pass and require legislators to live in their districts. Question four, that's the weed question. That will pass by a huge margin. That is the legalized marijuana for those over 21. As for the county questions, most of them are really fluffy except for B. Restricting the consecutive terms in office to three for county council members. I think it will pass, but I really hope it doesn't. The question is written purposely to make it sound like they are reducing the number of terms when in actuality they are increasing it. They are currently limited to two terms now. What this does now is allows a three-term county council member to collect a county pension and health benefits for life. And as I mentioned, it also gives Nathan Bulky relevancy for another four years as he prepares to run for county executive. For other races, now I'm not terribly familiar, but I think for District 33, Sib Saad will make the move from delegate to state senator fairly easily. That district hasn't turned too blue just yet. Seth Howard in 30B is safe, as are Brian Chisholm, Nick Kipke, and Rachel Munoz in 31. Sandy Bartlett, Mark Chang, and Mike Rogers are winning re-election in District 32. And District 33 was split up. 33A should go to former county councilman Andrew Pruski. 33B, I have no idea. And 33C may swing back to red with Carrie Gillespie. Incumbent Heather Bagnall shocked me when she won that deep red seat from Tony McConkie last time around, but she really hasn't been a force in the legislature. So there you have it. I'll compare my crystal ball with the real results when they're known. This has been a bonus podcast from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.